weekend, they go into Sacramento, and they beat the Kings for the third time in three tries. I know that's supposed to be hard, but see, here's the deal. The Jazz are really good, and the Kings are really bad. That's when the sweeps happen. And the Kings handled things about the way you'd expect. It's a close game. It's a four-point game. The Kings got blown out the night before, embarrassed by the Raptors. They were down 99-66. It was a horrible game. So they come out and they play harder. And the Jazz up four going to the fourth quarter. The new zone. Decide it's time to put a run together. And they blow that game open, push the lead up over 15 in the opening minutes of the fourth quarter, and the thing was over. Of course, the only thing we're going to remember about that game is that fan who had too much and then threw up all over the court, not once but twice. I think I'll always remember Rudy Gobert saying that he got sick and then he smiled at me and then he got sick again because that's weird. That's creepy. I don't know what's going on there. Who smiles when they're getting sick? Who does that? Hey, this is great. No, you feel awful. It's terrible. It's disgusting. You don't smile at Rudy Gobert then. That's weird. And then after the game, the Kings do what they do. They fire their head coach. Again, Luke Walton's out. That's 10 coaches in 15 years. I actually saw a list of all 10 coaches. I wanted to memorize it. Because I figured PK had quizzed me on it. No, I already forgot. Walton, though, had one of the three best records. I saw that. He had one of the, one of the three guys who managed to win 40% of his games there. So I don't know what you get for that. But he's out. And the Jazz have a three-game win streak. And they are moving on. They're home to face the Memphis Grizzlies. Tonight, we'll try to make it four in a row. You got it covered. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Well, the video of the night was LeBron smacking a guy up the face, and we got a bleeder, PK. The guy, Isaiah Stewart. Isaiah Stewart on the rebound. Smacked him. He was a tough guy. He only played one season for the Huskies and then came out. But, yeah, that was crazy. I mean, I think it was incidental contact. But Stewart wasn't having it. That blood wasn't incidental. Blood was everywhere. I'm not sure I've seen more blood on a a player during an actual game ever. I don't remember the Rudy Tomjanovich thing, uh, which was gross. I mean, I remember it, but I didn't see it. I'm certainly aware of it. Uh, But, yeah, I mean, I could see where he would be frustrated like that with all that blood. I imagine he'll face some suspensions. I saw one speculation they're supposed to play next week. Maybe they'd give them enough of a suspension that they won't play against each other next week. That seems like a lot of games to keep LeBron out of the league. I saw other people speculating, oh, come on, they're not really going to suspend him for the Madison Square Garden game, are they? I Which hate, is the next game. I hate when game. you have downtime in the office on Sunday nights. <laughs> I didn't have downtime. Sure you do. I've been there a million times. Uh, not, not anymore. Not right Not right now I don't have downtime. Come on. Come on. I mean, that's when you're, you're just... I don't think LeBron's going to be suspended at all. Doesn't matter to the person who's receiving the elbow if it was meant on purpose or not. No. That's your face opened up. Yeah. Lakers were down, came back and won the game without him. Anthony Davis went for went for 30. And they won 121-116. Lakers right at 500, 9-9 on the year. The Suns make it 12 straight. They blow out the Nuggets 126-97. to 12 in a row, PK, is pretty impressive after it that start. It. No question. This yeah, is a absolutely. good run. They're, yeah. they're announcing last year was not a fluke. We are here. We are back. Now, it was a blowout, and uh, Jokic did not play, so obviously the Nuggets are down 
so many guys we can barely keep track anymore. Is that three starters now? Huh? Yeah. Yeah. Porter and Murray and the Oakman. Uh, yeah. Well, the Phoenix Suns now. They're, I simply call them the BYU Cougars. Oh, really? They've backed it up. Back up one good year. Back it up with another one. <laughs> Golden State Warriors. 15 and 2. They dismantled Toronto 119 to 104. Wiggins went for 32. A dismantlization. A dismantlization. Yeah. Warriors' best record in the NBA. And it's not even close. I mean, Kerr has established himself as a phenomenal coach. <laughs> I mean that. Oh, you meant that seriously? Why wouldn't I? Uh, I didn't know where you were going with that. He's got tons of talent, but I mean, everybody who wins has tons of talent. But not everybody who has tons of talent wins. That is true. And their defensive numbers are very good. I'd have to check to see if they're still number one in the league. They got off to a great start. It's very unusual, the situation, too. He comes in, it's ready-made to win. They win, right? Right. Then they've got injuries, and, and Durant leaves, and then they suck. Well, now uh, Curry's back healthy. Thompson still isn't there. So they've turned it over a little bit, Mm -hmm. a fair amount, but they still got the superstar who's the MVP of the season so far this early in it. And then they're winning at a high level again. Something's going right. A lot is going right, and that is why they are 15 and 2. I mean, they're 2 and 15. He'd be out the door. Moving on. So you've got to give the praise when things are going well. Clippers beat the Mavericks, 97-91. Paul George goes for 29 there. Clippers are three games over 500. They're 10-7. Behind the Jazz, but not that far behind the Jazz right now. Oh, they're extremely dangerous. Paul George has really come into his own. I I realize he's had the prior uh, playoff uh, slumps or whatever you call it, uh, stinking. But, man, he's great. He's a great, great player. Warriors, Suns, Jazz, and Clippers. Those are the top four in the West as uh, as the season gets going here. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. A lot of winning over the weekend. A lot of tournaments. The Utes, the Aggies, Weber State, all improving to 5-0, and all winning their tournaments. Utah State beats the Oklahoma Sooners 73-70, to a game that went Back and forth, Justin Bean had another big game. 24 points, 19 rebounds, and three assists, and two steals. I told you, that's Justin Bean Bryant. You know, we don't need a couple of months. Let's just do it right now. The one-in-one. He's the best player in the state. There there it is. Yeah. We don't need a countdown. Over Barcelo. Oh, yeah. Cougar fans are going to go nuts. Go nuts. I don't care. He's a bigger player. Yeah, he can do more for you. Yeah, he's just an, he, awesome. He's an Oklahoma kid, too. He is. And so that meant, meant something to him about playing uh, Oklahoma, I'm sure. Uh, University of Oklahoma, really good. for has been really good for many years. It's how good they are this year. But he's just outstanding, man. And he got his 24 points on 11 shots. 8 of 11 from the floor. Hit both his threes. 6 of 7 at the line. Highly efficient. He's a great player. Justin Bean Bryant. Aggies improved to 4-1 and one on the year, winning the Myrtle Beach Invitational. That's prestigious. The Utes beat Tulsa. 72-58. The Utes improved to 5-0. and Now they've had some scheduled wins in here. I don't know if any one win surprises you, but are you impressed they're at least off to a 5-0 and start or it's too scheduled? I'm highly impressed. 
I, I'm seriously having problems telling when you when you're being serious. Are and you being impressed? Sarcastic. I mean, you're everybody's buddy, so you're supposed to be impressed. Okay, then I'll be impressed. <laughs> they had three gimmies. I don't know anything about Tulsa. I didn't have the free time. I didn't get and to so watch. You the know game. a lot about Boston College. No. But it's ACC. I figure there's at least, given the Pac-12's trop right, that's problems. That's what you do. You just go to the one. name. You I go know, to the brand. Is. That is pulling in the you brand. You are all brand. Well, not all brand. Well, I, I call you Elton brand. And Weaver State beats Green Bay 68-58. to 58. Tulsa had Michael Ruffin. Huge played him in the conference. I, I've been to their campus. They played them there. It was actually uh, in the city. That uh, that great illustrious Tulsa rice trip. They <laughs> saw <laughs> oh, the memories, <laughs> the frequent flyer miles. The memory had points. to make Tulsa and Rice were travel partners back in the obviously sixteen team by whack. default. We got fourteen teams paired up. What do we do now? Yeah. Uh, these two, I guess. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. Division leaders, one after another, going down. Who's the best team in the NFL? The Cardinals were the two-loss team that kept it together with a backup quarterback again. Two and one now without uh, Kyler Murray. They go into Seattle and win First time he's at Colt McCoy. First time he's had two wins as a quarterback in a season since 2011. <laughs> They've been around for a long time, man. Well, he got it done. 35 of 44, 328 yards and two scores. He's plenty good. I watched a lot of that game. Uh, I'm just flicking around. I got the ticket. And uh, Seattle has only scored one touchdown in two games. Short post-game press conference for Pete Carroll. Ended it after seven minutes. Didn't have an opening statement like he usually does. And then said, I'm done. And left. Seahawks look like they're done too. Three and seven. And in in a conference where almost everybody is within a game of the playoffs, they're not. Right. Now he was injured for a while, but since he's been back two ball games, I think he got shut out last week by Green Bay, didn't he? And then uh, Russell Wilson. Uh, it's a, it's a, a struggle to get that offense going. Yeah, yeah, for sure. The Tennessee Titans, another two loss division leader that got beat. When you lose the fi- the turnover battle five zip, it happens. That's an enormous number. Yeah. Texans win 22 to 13. Tannehill throwing four interceptions in the game, and then they had a punt, hit a guy who didn't see the ball coming in, and it got his foot. Now is a gift for the Texans to get the ball down at the five-yard line. They win a 22-13. The worst team in the AFC beating the best team in the AFC. So there's a uh, another shocker. Uh, another two-loss team going down. The Dallas Cowboys. Really just could not get anything going against the Chiefs. Now, they were down one receiver going into the game without Amari Cooper, and they lost CeeDee Lamb. Chiefs got an interception in the end zone, and he's trying to make a play and hit his head on the ground. So he left with a concussion. Thanksgiving Day, Thursday, they could be down two, two good receivers there and be real shorthanded for that game. But the Chiefs get the win there and, uh, and beat the Cowboys. And the Packers, another two-loss team that went down to defeat that game. They just went up and down the field at the end of the game. I thought that was a lot of points until I watched the Steelers and the Chargers pile on the points in the Sunday night game in the final 10 minutes of that game. Yeah, that's the NFL with the Vikings and the Packers. I'm not really surprised. Vikings now 500 after that 34-31 win. The Ravens win. The former Ute quarterback, Tyler Huntley. 
They beat the Bears 16-13, 10 points in the fourth quarter, and Huntley goes 26-36, 219 yards, no scores, one pick. Had a big completion on the game-winning drive. Got it, got him first in goal with a big throw, and, and then they ran it in. That's a great success story. Absolutely love that kid. And the Buffalo Bills, another division leader that gets beat. They get lit up. Jonathan Taylor runs for four touchdowns, catches a touchdown pass for a fifth score. He has a career day. The Colts win 41-15. Buffalo drops to 6-4, and four, and the Patriots at 7-4 and four, now lead that division. Yeah, I thought the Patriots were in that in the first place anyway. Uh, and 6-3 and three over 7-4, and four, I guess it was percentage points for the Bills. They're both three games over, so... DJ and PK. Hashtag BYU. Well, there's about 10 minutes there in the second quarter that didn't look good, and they gave up the lead, but order was restored, and they beat Georgia Southern to improve to 9-2. and two. Oh, if I know, I didn't see it. <laughs> Streaming only. I wasn't going to pay for it. Yeah, I don't blame you. They scored to go up 14-3. They looked like they were complete control of the game. And then uh, for two drives there, Georgia Southern was able. They ran it. They stopped BYU on downs, forced them to turn the ball over. It went down and scored again. And somebody must have said something on the sideline because there's six minutes left in the second quarter. And the defense locked him up the rest of the way. Yeah. Come on. We're going to break down this game. Now they go to USC. Who got smoked by UCLA? 62-33. Have you seen the spread for that game? For BYU SC? Yeah, BYU SC. Uh, I'd probably go touchdown extra point Cougars. That is what it is, seven points. Oh. I thought it would be way more than that. I thought at least 10, if not 14. SC's now lost all six of their losses are by 14 points or more. These guys get blown out, and they've lost four out of five. The win is Arizona. I mean, they want to get to the end of the season. I'm sure somebody in L.A. is writing about bowl eligibility. Why, why would they want that? They're ready to move on. Why would they want I guy? Because they want to play football. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah. That was over at halftime. Kyle Whittingham just said it in the last segment. Two touchdowns in the last minute of the half, ended that. The Utes were in a good place anyway, but that just blew it wide open. Absolute domination. Best win they've ever had in the conference. Complete and total domination. That was a highlight. University of Utah football. Everything you wanted, you had. He gets the most wins in the school history. Uh, It was the day before his birthday. Uh, Just an incredible, incredible evening. Uh, You could not ask for more. Cam Rising is absolutely brilliant. His instinct on when to run the third and fives to pick up the first downs early to extend the drives were just gigantic. Defense, best performance in a good, good long while. Anthony Brown isn't good enough. I've been saying this for a long time. I've been saying the Utes are going to the Rose Bowl for a long time. Nothing to me has changed at all. Complete and total domination. I literally couldn't have been more impressed. David Thomas, three touchdowns. School record, 17 rushing touchdowns. Yeah, again, they plucked some kid out of nowhere, you know, signing day, uh, this and that. I didn't even remember his. I didn't remember hearing about him until the training camp. And then they beat it in your head the first three or four days, and they go, okay, there's something there. And there has been something there. 21 carries, 94 yards for him. And now it's uh, on to Colorado. See that spread? 
I, I don't even know if I'd play my starters, uh, <laughs> but uh, I would say probably about 20. 24. That'll be uh, Friday at uh, 2 o'clock on Big Fox. We'll be over the air again. DJ and PK. Hashtag Utah State. Super disappointing loss for the Aggies. Down early to Wyoming a couple times. They tie the game up at 14, and then it is all Wyoming. And Wyoming wins going away 44-17. to Still a chance to go to the conference title game. They'll need San Diego State to beat Boise State, and they need to beat New Mexico. And that gets them into the conference title game. So there's a potential pathway there. But they were in control of their own destiny, and they get blown out at home by the Cowboys. We're not a good football team, but on this night, they were. They were plenty good enough on this night. I mean, I don't know that they're bad. Well, they lost to New Mexico. That's usually a sign you're bad. They lost five out of six. Oregon State is playing for the right to go to the Rose Bowl, and they lost to Colorado. Yep. So, but they haven't lost five out of six. No. Okay, you got me there, numbers yeah. guy. What? <laughs> Uh, I, I don't think or, or, or Wyoming's a bad football team by any stretch. And, and really, it doesn't matter. If they go 9-3, and three, it's considered a wildly successful season. Huge turnaround coming off the 1-7 last year. And they're 8-3 and three right now headed to Albuquerque. DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. Well, it was two top 10 teams, but it sure didn't look like it. Ohio State scores touchdowns on their first seven possessions and leads 49-0 at halftime and blows out Michigan State. Ready to rank them number two, PK? The college football playoff number one. Oh, really? Move over, Georgia. They're dominant. And then you don't need to be ranked number two or number one. That's irrelevant. But they are dominant. They're absolutely dominant. Yeah, their offense is just so high-powered. Alabama got a scare from Arkansas, but held them off 42-35 and still on track for a showdown with Georgia in the SEC title game. We'll see if the SEC gets gets two teams into the playoff now that the ACC is out and the Pac-12 is out and the Big 12 So there's a might doubt in your mind, apparently? That they could get two in? Yeah. Yeah, if Georgia crushes Alabama in the title game, they won't get two in. If Bama wins, they'll get two in. And then if it's close, we'll see what happens. They're getting two in. They're getting two in. Come on. Georgia wins by 20. They're not getting two in. Georgia wins by three. Yeah, you're right. They're getting two in. Cincinnati crushed SMU. Will that be enough to get the Bearcats in? They got to back it up with a win over Houston in the conference title game. I'd put them in. Houston's a good ball club. I think they deserve it. I think doing what Cincinnati has done... It's very difficult. You're getting everybody's best shot in that conference. It's their Super Bowl. So, yeah, absolutely I would. But I'm partial to the little guy. One loss Notre Dame got any hope? Or are they going to be left out of the party? I think they have hope, yeah. Need some help. But I can't speak for some people who yeah. are going to vote. I mean, I really don't care. Florida lost on a two-point conversion in overtime and then fired their coach. Dan Mullen is out. The Gators are 5-6. and six, And that is the Utes opener next year. So Florida will have a new head coach and whoever that is will be making their debut against Utah in the season opener next year. DJ and PK 
There you go. There are the headlines. That is what is trending. It's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. Call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. Coming up, Nick Ford, University of Utah offensive lineman, is going to join us at 9 o'clock. Blake Anderson, Aggie football coach, will join us at 9.30. Right here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. The new zone lineup is here with the best coverage of the sports you love and the teams you can't live without. Catch DJ and PK mornings from 6 to 10, followed by Jake Scott and Ben Anderson from 10 to noon. Get your daily fix of Hanson Scotty from noon to 3. And then the zone welcomes unrivaled with Alex Curie and former NFL quarterback Scott Mitchell to the team. Weekdays from 3 to 6, live and local. All day, every day. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Hot Takes with Toast is brought to you by Utah Facial Plastics. Losing your hair? It's 2021 and you don't have to. UFP Hair Restoration offers a range of cutting-edge therapies to restore thick hair permanently. Just text HAIR to 801-960-3137 for 15% off any hair loss treatment or visit www.utahairmd.com. Question of the morning. Wow. How is Utah not the best team in the Pac-12 after that beatdown of Oregon? And quickly it devolves into a lot of BYU and Utah fans shouting at each other. Which isn't the question, but I don't think we can help ourselves, PK. The rivalry lives on in all things. And it certainly does in this. I think Utah's a top 10 team in the country right now. I know they wouldn't be there because of the other losses, but things have changed dramatically since then. They have got it rolling. I think they're clearly the best program in the Pac-12 right now because SC's a mess, and Oregon is viewed as the top program, and you just destroyed them. I know you may have to do it in two weeks, but we're talking about right now. Right now, they are miles in front of them, and we just watched that for three hours. Kent says the fact is Oregon's been overrated all season because they beat Ohio State to start the year. But then they lost to Stanford, which nobody in the world knows how that happened. Pac-12 head-scratchers, your theory comes to life. Yeah, that was there, no doubt about it. Uh, it doesn't much matter anymore. But yeah, I, I don't think they were that good. I, I never thought they were as good as they were purported to be. And they did get that win against Ohio State, so you got to give it to them. Uh, but, you know, you got to allow for teams to develop. So you've got to allow for Ohio State to develop. And you've got to allow Utah to develop, and both those programs have developed at a high, high level. Obviously, Ohio State is just beating a snot out of everybody now. I suspect they'll do it again this week against Michigan. Michigan, right? Uh, Who is stopping that offense? Nobody. And uh, that I can see, and we'll see if they get Georgia. Maybe that'll be a game for the ages. We'll see how that happens here in a few weeks. Uh, but for right now, Utah, absolutely and totally dominant. Yeah, incredibly dominant. By far their best win ever since they've been in this conference. What were the previous best wins? Oregon and Oregon? I don't know, and I don't care. <laughs> How can you rank them if you don't know the other ones? Because well, that's what you do. Okay. <laughs> you remember the games, Oregon and Oregon. I just, I don't know, and I don't care. That What I saw right there, that was the best I've seen of I them. I know. Just last week, you were pleading guilty to the recency bias. You says you, you fall into that all the time. I plead guilty this week too, and I'll plead guilty to that next week. I'm not. Don't relax. You get a. You're a hall of famer, dude. You like to tweet that complimented yourself. That's who you are. 
<laughs> you liked a tweet that complimented yourself. <laughs> All we need to know about you is summed up in that. There it is. <laughs> It's like saying thank you, dude. So yes, I, I wouldn't have it. any idea. I don't get complimented on Twitter. You do too. I've seen it. You're you lying. Have? Yes. Well, let me know and I'll retweet it. Okay. You have to retweet it so everyone sees it, like you did. Uh, I liked it. I didn't retweet it. Oh, I don't know. I don't want the hell the difference is. I don't spend that much time on Twitter, uh, so I don't care what the other games were. This was the best one. This was the best win that they've had. That's all I need to know. Shane, you, you Shane can isn't buying yourselves. it. Go Shane, ahead. Shane isn't buying it. He says, this played out perfectly. Utah blows out Oregon at home, and all the mighty Ute fans are falling all over themselves, but in true Utah fashion, they will most likely lay an egg in two weeks in Las Vegas. Maybe they will. I mean, I don't even know who they're going to play, and I don't care who they're going to play. i got a friend of mine. He was texting me on Saturday night. and he, he actually called the uh, punt return. He texted me. He's a big Ute fan. Got season tickets. And the family's got them for years and years. And they've already got 15 tickets to go to Vegas. And they've had them for a couple of weeks. He texted me, Covey's taking this to the house. He literally texted me for really? the punt. Nice yes. call. Yes, yes. Wow. And then he's, a, he's probably listening right now. He's a hardcore listener. Because then he texts it back. Anybody can tell you what happened. <laughs> 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 and I said, absolutely genius. And he actually texted me before the game, said they'll win by 20. And I said, whoa, hold your horses. But they did. And they won by more than 20, obviously. Uh, so with that in mind. He called a punt return. Uh-huh. That, is, uh, yeah. that is nice work yeah. right there. Uh, I, I, he's saying, oh, they could have a, a potential three-way tie. I said, 38-7, to seven, who cares? I, I couldn't care less who they're going to play. It doesn't matter. Wazoo. Oregon State, Oregon. Who cares? Take them all. I, it, j- it literally does not matter. And I know they lost to Oregon State. But I don't care. Whoever wins, wins. And that's who you play. I have no preference one over the other. It does just does not matter in the least. Uh, the way this program is right now, the way they're humming along and playing, it's just amazing. It's been an amazing season. Got a poll question up on Twitter. Ute fans, who do you want to play in the Pac-12 title game in Las Vegas? Don't care. Oregon's getting 24% of the vote. Oregon State's getting 23. Washington State's getting 16. And it doesn't matter, is getting 36 If you have supreme confidence in your team, what difference is it making? Mm-hmm. I've got supreme confidence in this team. Cam Rising is just incredible. Uh, his statistics are never going to overwhelm you because they're primarily a running program anyway. But... Just the ability to avoid the rush and pick up a first down, do what you need to do, is just absolutely incredible. The kid, they would be in the playoff discussion if he had started from day one, if they had listened to me. And like you said so sarcastically, you should go to I should (laughs) have. I should have. I talked to him yesterday, but I didn't tell him you should have started Cam Rising. But to me, it was clear. He just he's got what it takes, man. The guy's a, he's defined as a winner. He's not defined as a stat guy. He's defined as a winner. And ultimately, that's all that matters. And that's how I define Cam Rising, as a winner. Well, they won all over the field. I mean, any matchup you want, they won it. They had the better quarterback play. 
Their O-line and D-lines both won. Their special teams won, which has been the Achilles heel this year. That's been the problem. But they weren't getting their field goals deflected. They were deflecting them. Hmm. Obviously, the punt return was a huge play. Just kind of the exclamation point on the deal. Yes, it was. It certainly was. It wasn't needed to win the game. No. But it was an electrifying player by a young fella who is tiny and and just so fun to watch. We've all loved him. I suppose BYU fans don't love him, but... Do we need to acknowledge just the buffoonery that they that Oregon decided to actually do something with that yeah. possession? I mean, you should have just punted it in the fifth row. Well, and the two incomplete passes. Well, I was just, saying, so just they trying the to do anything yeah, other than Yeah, but I mean, I don't have a problem with that because... 21 nothing. Yeah. be aggressive, make a play, try to get they, back They had the to get some form of momentum. The problem okay. is Anthony Brown, if you have to rely on him uh, and his yeah. ability to throw, it's not going to happen. Well, they had to because Utah defense completely smothered that run game. I mean, we were sitting here talking about if you hold them to 150 yards, you win. If 200, who knows? 250, they're going to win. And they didn't even get to 100 yards. No. And that was... I mean, if there was something shocking in the game, it'd have to be that. The, the Utes held Oregon to 63 yards rushing, and I know sack yardage messes it up a little bit, but that was a dominant performance by the Utah. I mean, strength against strength, and they won overwhelmingly. I did not know that Oregon was going to be without its three top receivers and they're without their top running back, but sucks for them. That's the way it goes. And I've never believed in Brown from the start of the season. I didn't believe in him last year. I don't believe in him this year. I believe in rising. And I think they're going to the Rose Bowl. One game to go to get there. Colorado game's irrelevant. They'll play it, but it's all about the Pac-12 title game for the Utes now. Yeah, at this point, it would be combined the level of disappointment of the prior two games in which they went uh, and did not win if they were to lose this one. That's saying something. There was plenty of disappointment the last two times, but it would be massive after that win over Oregon. Right. Right, this would be the ultimate disappointment right now if they were not. And that's the deal where, you know, much is given, much is expected type of thing. And right now, after you put the Pac-12 on notice that anything that goes through Pasadena is going to go through Salt Lake City first. I can remember I tweeted it out. And this, the guy that I know at ASU is all hyped up. Rose Bowl goes through Tempe, buddy. <laughs> I, I didn't respond because I don't respond to people. And I thought, nah, that's not the way it is. It's, it's not the way it's ever been. And I don't see anything changing in the near future. In fact, I see Tempe becoming, uh, if there are any form of relevance today, that's how much irrelevance they're going to have in the next three or four years until the new coach can uh, can get going. And I did hear over the weekend that there's a certain BYU coach can have that job if he wants it. As long as he keeps winning, he's going to keep getting calls from Pac-12 schools. Yeah. But does he want it? I don't know. Yeah. I've not spoken a word to him about it. I've spoken to several around him many times over. Uh, uh, but that's uh, that's what I ha- I heard over the weekend. Yeah, and so take it for what it's worth. Believe it. Don't believe it. I really don't care. Uh, I just put it out there. If he were to want it, and they're waiting for um, 
The staff is waiting for BYU to come to them and say, we're going to keep you, and here's what we're going to do. Hasn't happened yet. Well, that just keeps opening the door then. Maybe it'll never happen. Maybe it will happen. I I do not know the answer to that, but I can tell you what they're waiting on. Because if he goes... Most of those dudes are going with going him. Going with him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be a surprise at all to find out half or two-thirds of the staff or whatever. I mean, kind yeah. of a Bronco-type deal. He didn't take everybody, but he took a lot of people. Yeah. And According to Bronco, he took 14 people with him and 14 people accepted. Yeah, well, I think that the 14, though, I think that was it, seven. It was seven, including... The, he was talking about the wives. Yeah, all right. Yeah. Which you were surprised being Utah wasn't like, you know, 23, 24. Oh, yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when he said that 14, I saw people, wow, he took 14 guys? No. No, he took <laughs> seven assistants seven dudes, and their wives. They took their wives and their children. So he actually took more than seven, uh, 14 because uh, most of them have children. And they all went and uh, established themselves on the other side of the country and doubled their pay in the process. <laughs> Ka-ching! Yeah, yeah. You hear anything about what ASU might be paying? I have not, no. Yeah. No. I mean, I, that's, to, to me, that's a little bit uh, down the line, but although not far, because I've also told these next two weeks are going to be extremely wild, and they usually are. But maybe it's uh, on a scale, it's a little more wild or wilder than normal. And if you just look new- at it, if you look at it numbers-wise, there's already three openings in the conference. Right. And, and it's all across the country. Or but- possibly five. That early recruiting date has sped everything up, and we're just seeing people. Nobody's waiting for the end. Of, well, I shouldn't say that. Yeah. A lot of people are not waiting for the end of the season. I can't say nobody is because they, they, you know, the season ends, and then there's Black Monday. I don't know if the early recruiting date has because it's a lot of it's the transfer portal now, and that can go right up until July. And it if can. you're a grad transfer, it can go right up until August. So there are big time programs open right now. Recruiting rankings to a degree are irrelevant. Yeah. But they and they've never been more irrelevant. They are now a midterm. They are not the final anymore. It used to be you got these guys, you're in great shape whether it was true or not, but that was it. And now everyone recognizes that's good so far. Now what? Recruiting absolutely matters. As Kyle has said a billion times, and it does matter. There's no question. Uh yeah, that, that's the whole key to the program. He'll tell you that through and through. Uh, but there's there's more levels of recruiting than ever high school, junior college, and transfer. And you've got to mine all three of those successfully, which Utah has done with the running back position. And they they lost their best runner ever in terms of yardage in Zach Moss. And then they lost their best freshman ever in terms of the death of Ty Jordan. And And yet, they're three deep. They're still rolling. Maybe four. Still still rolling, yeah. Because they went ahead and brought in three transfers. And Bernard stayed, and away they go. You know that. So you've got to, you got to be adept at doing that. And actually, I think this feeds into Utah's strengths even more, because if you are interested in transferring, there's it's there. Obviously, there's a reason, and maybe one of those reasons. Most likely, I don't know. I'd have to speak to somebody who's an expert on this scally or somebody who knows far more than I do about it. Would be that. They have been underutilized, underdeveloped, will go to a program that is the king of developing and utilizing. 
So this transfer thing is just going to just be even bigger and better for the U of U. I think you're probably right about a couple of those things. He would probably just add to the list, I would think. I mean, right, there, right. There's all sorts of reasons. Right. There's, there's uh, because of all the coaching changes. There's guys who the previous staff believed in, and yeah. now they're just pushed over to the side. So they're looking for somewhere to go. Even if it's a reclamation project off the field, a la Darren Carrington, <laughs> he had obviously reason. had issues at Oregon, yeah. and then he came here. And I interviewed him 20 times, and he was a model kid. Every time you talked to him, he'd tell you how grateful he was for the opportunity. And he came here, and he was injured a little bit. But when he was healthy, he was productive. And he, as far as I know, anyway, he caused no problems. So they've also got that rep of, if you've got some issues, come here, and we'll love you because we're a family, and we'll take care of you and get yourself and your reputation and all that stuff back on track. Which Kyle has done to a large degree. He's taken kids who've had some baggage. Francis Bernard, right? Who playing was playing yesterday in the NFL and was a great player for them. He had some baggage in Provo, right? Uh, some would say a lot of baggage in Provo. Sure, and I don't know that you throw a kid out the window and uh, you know whatever because but, he's had some problems at 20, point, 21, 22. Yeah, to your point, when he was at Utah, though, he was yeah on point. Like he figured things right. out. Yeah, yeah. Good interview, uh, and, and and had some perspective. Uh, Devontae Booker had issues at the junior college level. Senior day, I talked to him. Hey, man, how much have you matured? He looked at me, like tears almost welled in his eyes about how far he had come. And he's still in the NFL today. So you got all that stuff going on with the U of U. And it, that, that transfer portal, you're not going to get everybody, but I would consider Utah, if I needed to resurrect my career in college, Utah's a fine place to do it because they've got a heck of a track record. And I think BYU would develop it too, especially D- as they go into the Big 12. DJ and PK, your reaction to the weekend of football and the Jazz, and we'll get to all of that coming up. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. This is unripe. You guys are doing a hell of a job. What are the odds that Mark Harlan calls Kalani to just chat about things in the next couple years. Is that totally insane to think that Kalani would entertain a, a, a job offer from Utah? A place that he's pulled the paycheck down from before. Here's why I say yes, it's a possibility. Ooh. And I say yes because Kalani Sataki would be phenomenal at Utah. Oh boy. I hate it even hearing that come he out would, of your mouth. Uh, what he would. I mean, it sounded I mean, disgusting. How, how he would recruit and what he could bring to the program. Unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Keery. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. DJ and PK in the morning proudly presented by Mark Miller Subaru. Utah Jazz get another win, PK. That is three in a row. They got the Memphis Grizzlies coming in tonight. And at this point, consistency you got two other teams in the West just night in and night out. Punch the clock, whatever uh, Jerry Sloan metaphor you'd like, and win night after night. I don't know how much you can break down at this point and how much teams are going to change. we got a trade deadline. I'm sure we'll have injuries. But there is something at the core of the Warriors and the Suns. Uh, do you doubt that either of these teams are going to, barring a series of injuries, are going to maybe not go at this rate because the Suns are on a 12-game win streak, but they're going to keep winning at a pretty good clip. So are the Jazz. Everybody heading for 60 wins? It doesn't matter. It just... 
play consistent ball, stay healthy in the postseason. That's what you want. 60 wins, 55 wins, what difference does it make? Well, if you're going to keep pace and win at the same clip they are, I think that's the clip they're winning. I mean, the Warriors are winning but at that, a bigger All that does that. is guarantee you a certain seed. Right. It doesn't guarantee you anything beyond that. That is true. And I'm concerned with beyond that. I'm not concerned with the stuff between now and then, unless they start losing a fair amount of ball games. It's a whole other story. I, mean, I, I don't think there's any difference between uh, any of the seeds. There won't be that many more advantages or disadvantages. The Jazz got to one last year, but still went out in the second round. Right. And that will be possible again this year. So I'm, not, I'm really not worried about what anybody else is doing. I'm exclusively worried about, concerned about, worried is the wrong word, but interested, focused on what the Jazz are doing. That's all that matters. How are they playing? How are they continuing to win, get better? Uh, you know, they're going to have some games, turnovers jump out at you a little bit. And, you know, how are they going to be able to, to get a handle on that? But they're still, even if, even if they get a handle on it, there's still some games they're going to have 18. There's just so many games. And, you know, if it becomes a pattern, then I'll use the word worry. But I don't think we're anywhere near that. And those other teams are really good. Even if they slump a little bit, they're still really good. Well, the Warriors are going to have to slump. Right, exactly. You're not going to. And Phoenix gonna, has won 12 right. in a row. Yeah. So, you know, what do they get? Is, uh, the, was it the Lakers, 33, 70-something, <laughs> 72, was it? Going 73? for the record, baby. Yeah. I mean, they're probably not going to get that. You know, you get to 20 wins. Wow. And that's, that's very impressive these days. Uh, so these teams, you look at Phoenix, uh, you look at the Warriors, clearly they're better than they were last year, I, I believe. Because Phoenix, save Chris Paul, is so young that it You ought to be improving because of your age, yeah. and you ought to be improving because now you've gone through experiences you hadn't gone through before. Right. Booker was already really good, but now he's been to the NBA Finals. Yeah. And that is that should happen. And I think his arc is still growing. Uh, Bridges is a young fella. They brought in McGee as a backup center, and he's been playing nice minutes because Aiton was out a little bit, and Aiton is, is, is a tender age. I mean, I don't think he's, what, 22, 23? So they were going to be better. The Warriors are, are going to be better simply because of health, and they still don't even have the full capacity of health yet. <laughs> I know. You know, so uh, I, I, although I don't, I don't think that the Warriors, you're just going to take them and add Clay Thompson to the mix. Because you're seeing, like you brought it up in what's trending, you spoke about Wiggins doing a lot of scoring. Mm-hmm. Well, his scoring is going Could to be reduced. reduced. You know, it's like the Jazz added gay, and it's not like they just added Gay to the mix because what they did in the process is basically subtract Pascal. He's, his minutes clearly obviously are suffering, right? I mean, and that's a lower level example than Clay Thompson, but you get the point. So I don't think he's just going to come in there and whatever they have, he's just going to add to it. It doesn't really work that way. Somebody's games or somebody's their games are going to take a little bit of a hit because Thompson, when he's ready to go, and maybe he needs a little acclimation process, but after he comes, gets past that, uh, he's going to do what he does, and someone else's game is going to suffer. So it's not like Thompson's going to come back, wow, they've added this potential Hall of Famer, look out. But still, they're going to be very dangerous. And then you got the other teams, uh, you know, Denver. Denver is just, get us there. 
just get us there healthy right now. They're bruised and battered. They've got no shot to be competitive right now as we speak today. Well, we're still only in November, right? We're and barely yet, a month right. into it. You're down three starters, but you still got a winning record. Yeah. So just get us there. And the Porter thing and nerve issues I read over the weekend, and he could be, uh, he could, this could be a long term deal for him. And obviously, uh, Murray's out for a long term here. And right. yeah. late this year, maybe we see him again. We'll have to see. Right. So they're, they're hanging on. And if they, if you could tell right now, Michael Malone, not Mike, Michael, that you'll get in the postseason and you'll be healthy. In May first, do you take it? He's, yeah, yeah. There's no absolutely. Question. Right, right. I get my whole team. Okay. Right. And the Lakers are a process. I don't particularly believe in them, uh, but at the same time, I'm not going to count out one of the greatest players we've ever seen until he's counted out. Uh, so he's you know, he's obviously maybe well, not obviously maybe he's not the same. But he's still incredible, and and Anthony Davis can rise up and really play. Well, I mean, they yeah. would they would probably like the same offer you just gave the Nuggets. Uh, get get to April one. Yeah, but they don't really have any injuries right now. Make us healthy. Well, I just because LeBron's been in and out of the lineup. If LeBron is healthy and in the lineup and on a roll, they'll be. F- and AD too. I mean, you're right. Like they don't have a problem with them right now, but they did last year, obviously. Yeah, I think that's always going to be an underlying. Uh, issue with them. He's injury prone and LeBron will be 37 here next month. Uh, so he's getting up there obviously. Not too many 37 year old guys being your your uh, best player leading you. Uh, but hey, if anybody can do it, he can do it. That's for sure. So uh, they're, they're dangerous. And then there's some other dangerous teams out there too. I mean, we're seeing one tonight coming into the arena. The Memphis Grizzlies. Right. First right. round opponent in the playoffs last year. They're they're dangerous. Even though the series ended quickly, all the games were competitive. Yeah. And they're gonna get they're gonna get better. They're they're on they're on the come. They're barely getting started here. So we put all that all in the mix, and I'm not gonna just obsess over the standings between now and whenever, unless they start to lose. You know, I, I started to dip my toes in the obsession last week. dip your toes in the obsession yeah that sounds like some kind of fragrance ad gone horribly wrong (laughs) he's patrick Kennehan. he's (laughs) dipping his toes in obsession yeah like ew. that's nice i like it you're a marketing genius you've always (laughs) been able to do that you're you you've got great marketing ideas you've always been impressive in that they lost four out of five so if you dip your toes in the obsession at that point i can't blame you right because they violated one of the uh, nba's unwritten rules if you play a team twice in a week, you're supposed to split, and they lost twice to Miami. And Indiana, that was not an Indiana team that they should have lost to at home. It just shouldn't have happened. No. That was... Orlando was back-to-back on the road. I guess if you're going to give somebody a hall pass, that would be the one. Okay. And split with Miami. But that's that. at least two losses too many I, in a five-game stretch. 100% agree. Yeah, absolutely. And if they were sitting here at 13-3 uh, and three now instead of 11-5, and five, be right up there alongside Phoenix... One game behind the Warriors in the loss column, and they can't sustain this, so blah, blah, blah. Right, but, and agreed, but they're not too far behind anyway. But I'm not going to really worry about the standings unless they start losing. Right. And this week is a chance for them to show their consistency and how good they are because, man, Memphis at home, and they're good, and it should be a hard game, and then in the end you ought to win it. Agreed. And go to Oklahoma City— 
overachieving expectations, What's but that? still Wednesday? short of 500. Yeah. And then who they got Friday? They got a back-to-back oh, New Orleans weird, on Friday. Yeah, that, that is weird, weird right? New Orleans, New Orleans and Salt Lake City, two nights so in a row. So it's a home back-to-back, which yeah. is unusual to start with. And a Friday. And it's the same opponent yeah. on a Friday and a Saturday. But this is a depleted team with a terrible record. So the greatest player ever isn't playing yet? No. No Zion. So, set up. That's a three-game win streak. I'll play yeah, yeah, four yeah. at a time. Let's go. Well, there's no reason. Right. There's absolutely no reason. Although Oklahoma City can battle you. you got to admire their toughness. Everybody's got NBA guys, and you shoot the three one night. Yeah. And the Jazz yeah. have their 20 turnover game and give up and fast Joe, break points. And Joe, if you're taking your kids to school, you like to just ride us because we're old. And I am old as dirt now. There's no doubt about it. I'm getting my fake teeth put in this afternoon. And, oh, jeez, But... Josh Giddy, the 18-year-old Australian, uh-huh. he comes to you, Joe, for advice because it's fatherly advice. No! Because <laughs> you're 34. Age, it's all relative. And if you're 18, if you're 34? Oh, you're Grandpa Walton at that point. <laughs> Put on the bib overalls and go out to the barn. So I didn't want to tell him that last week because he likes to tease. But he's a little upset if you tease back. Uh so I'm teasing. That's him a now. good rule, though. If you can, if you can get the rules of the game set up so that you dish it out and you don't have to take it, I mean, good luck with that. But if you can get it set up, that's pretty good. <laughs> they, the, Oklahoma City is extraordinarily young, and any given Sunday, to borrow the NFL phrase, they're dangerous. Just like Memphis, and then that, that's what keeps me interested in the regular season. Is that tonight? I get to watch a player like Morant, and I don't watch him that You're much. Not I see highlights, yeah, right? But now, but now I get to focus on him. Yeah, and I'm ex- I, he's a nice player. He's an exciting young player, and most of these teams in this league have some exciting young players that I can enjoy watching as I'm watching the Jazz, which is part of the gig. So you watch the Jazz. Same thing Wednesday. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12.80, The Zone. The Utes with a big win over Oregon. we got a poll question up. David DJ James on Twitter. Who do you want to see the Utes play in the Pac-12 title game? We will tell you about that next. Stay with us.